0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got?
2: Well, once I'm done with this, Cappy, you're going to need to uh, translate it for me in Mario's voice because the home of the LAFC has a new name, the team announced today. Montreal-based bank BMO is replacing Bank of California as the stadium's title sponsor. So instead of the bank, the team will play at bmo or the bmo however people want to say it and it's reportedly the largest naming rights deal in major league soccer history worth approximately 100 million dollars over 10 years so that's what you guys need to know
3: um and did you say bmo is a montreal-based bank correct so we can't still call the stadium the bank even though i mean you can still call it
1: the nickname the bank yeah
3: sure
2: you can call whatever you want but it's officially called bmo stadium Really? huh
3: The world champion.
1: Oh, well, by the way, I, I, don't I don't almost I'm forgot calling. something. I'll be right back. Go ahead.
3: The MLS champions return for another season, this time at BMO Stadium, the largest naming rights deal in the MLS, $100 million for 10 years.
4: I'll Fitting of a champion. Yeah. You, <laughs> I think the name change threw you off.
3: Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of what I was going to say. You know, this mm. is all impromptu. This is thinking on your feet right here. You know, there's no script.
4: It
2: definitely doesn't, like, come flow off the tongue nope. the way that Bank of America or the bank does. Right. BMO Stadium. Yeah, maybe it does. That sounded good.
3: That's pretty impressive, though. I mean, listen, you are the, you are the, the champions of the league. You have a new stadium, essentially. You play in the you know, second biggest media market on the planet, in a place where everybody wants to put their name. Makes all the sense in the world. Uh, $10 million a year naming rights. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: I mean, listen, I think you get any money in naming rights now, you take it.
3: Why do you think it's fine, hard to find naming rights deals?
1: I mean, yeah, they're not as easy as you think they are.
2: Look oh, what dear. happened to the Miami Heat.
3: <laughs> what happened to them?
1: Yeah.
2: They well, were FTX named FTX, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, that was the name of the uh, arena? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, it oh, used really? to be American Airlines for right. like two decades. But That's what yeah, I they,
3: thought it was.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still thought it was American Airlines Arena. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. So I got a text. I don't know if this is uh, legit, but someone says it's pronounced BMO, not BMO.
3: BMO Uh-oh. Stadium, where the LA Galaxy call home for another
1: championship run.
4: Wait, it's at not the, MLS the MLS LA Cup. Galaxy, except they're not the LA Galaxy. Yeah, what the?
3: I said LA Galaxy. I screwed up. What can I tell you? You
1: um, LAFC. You Don't have to tell us anything. We heard you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for catching me.
3: One's you, a champ.
4: One's not.
1: What if you didn't? What if you didn't say anything? One is the current champ, and one is not. Yes. Mm-hmm the other one has one.
3: Champion.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't.
1: The
3: L.A.F.C. returns to BMO Stadium. Yeah. BMO.
4: BMO. Yeah, that's what they said. Like B.E.E. slash M.O.
3: BMO. BMO.
2: Oh, it looked like BMO because that's just is literally. I thought B, it was capital M, capital O.
4: Yo, I thought it was BMO too. So like, I get it, but someone corrected me, so I'm like, Let BMO me, before people get at us on Twitter, you know? BMO. They must be from Montreal. He's that not. is
1: what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, all right, mo- Cappy. Do we have um do we have the Julian Edelman sound? Yes. Okay. So your your boyfriend Tom Brady, your man crush. Okay. Which
3: by the way, just so you know, George, I also happen to love, adore, can't say enough wonderful things about Julian Edelman. What's up, Jules? Is it because it's Jewish? That's right. Okay. Just like, you know, every time there's a Cuban guy, you're always like, yeah, he's
1: Cuban. I know.
3: You know, like for me, Julian Edelman, like NFL football player, and he's a Hebrew brother?
1: My man. Right. I don't just always – I mean, Cuban, definitely, I I always uh, punctuate because there's just not that many of us. But I I always go Latino in general.
3: You know that uh, when I was Saturday – or Sunday, rather, when I was at that Minnesota Vikings-Giants game, I was talking to the kicker from the uh, Vikings before the game. His name is, I think, Greg Joseph, and he's from Boca Raton, darling. And we start talking – and he tells me his family's from South Africa, so I have to ask him on the field. I'm like, so are you Jewish, man? He goes, yeah. I'm like, dude, you just elevated to my number two favorite athlete. You're now right behind Goldberg.
1: Right, and Julian Edelman. Well,
3: Julian Edelman's right there, too. I mean, he's a bronze medalist right now.
1: Yeah, so Julian Edelman played with Tom Brady mm-hmm. and was asked on some podcast. Do we know what podcast he was on?
2: I think it, it was on NFL Network.
1: Oh, okay. So he was on NFL Network and on some podcast, and he was asked about where Tom Brady's going to play. And uh, he was pretty specific as to where he won't play. Go ahead. If he has another season, it's not going to be in Tampa Bay. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's just because Tom's a a businessman. Tom's a smart guy. He's going to do exactly what he did when he left New England. He's going to go to the best situation that helps him win if he wants to continue his playing career. I don't know. He'll probably sit these next two weeks, and he'll, he'll, he'll hang out with his family, and he'll assess the situation. I'm sure he has a routine now because he's probably been thinking about this these last three or four years on, you know, am I going to play? Am I not going to play? Right. And, uh, you know, I'll give him a call and bug him a couple times and see if he, uh, he'll he give me anything. He probably won't, but uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys know in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then Arash Markazi today uh, put on his Twitter account. Shout that... out to Arash. What's that?
3: I said shout out to Arash. You mentioned yes. his name. Let me give him a shout out. A little love. Yep.
1: Yeah, shout out to Arash Markazi. He, uh, he had on his Twitter account today that Tom Brady uh, apparently is already doing business with the Win in Las Vegas. That the Win in Las Vegas, who is a partner of the Las Vegas Raiders, has announced a partnership with Tom Brady and TB12. Guests can now book an appointment with a TB12 body coach for one-on-one instruction in the TB12 method, the regimen that sustained Tom Brady's championship-level play. Now, if you believe in coincidences... Then you would believe that. Oh, well, wait a second. Maybe uh, the Raiders thing is real, and maybe Tom Brady is headed to the Raiders, which I think would be a monstrous mistake.
3: Well, you know how um, performers—they go to Vegas, and I'm not going to say at the end of their career, but they I mean, to take not residence. all of them,
1: but a good chunk of them have gone at the end of their
3: career. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they all of a sudden they've got a, a one-person show, and you know, they've got they've, they've got an engagement every night. You know, and it's just kind of easy for them. You know, they're off the road. I don't know. I just kind of feel like Tom Brady might be in that same category. You know, like remember when Terry Bradshaw had his own one-man show in Vegas, and he was there, hit a I residency. Don't no, you don't remember the Terry Bradshaw show? Not, never I, saw not it. Really, even,
1: that is news to me.
3: Yeah, I, well, it could be news to me. I may have just made it up, so somebody may fact check Terry me. Terry so. Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah, circle of trust. Fact check me. Did Terry Bradshaw have his own one-man show? Did Mike Tyson? Have like a
1: one man show. Mike Tyson had a show. I don't know if it was in Vegas. Terry
2: Bradshaw did. I remember someone talking about it before.
3: Okay, well, there's apparently there was
1: the Terry Bradshaw show at the Luxor.
3: Mm Hmm. So I feel like Tom Brady. If you're driving down the Strip in Vegas, it'll be like you'll see what are some of the names of these uh, magician guys? Like what are the magicians' name? David David Copperfield, David Blaine, and
1: David Copperfield. Okay, right. You'll see David Blaine.
3: You'll see David Copperfield. You'll see, like, a comedian, like Jimmy Walker, you know? And then you're going to see Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, playing football. Right, there's going to be a picture right, but of that Brady. Would be. A, why would he want to go there? You're not winning a championship with the Raiders. Well. I mean, it's just really just because you want to be cozy and canoodle with your old offensive coordinator again? Well, maybe he thinks that,
3: as Julian Edelman points out, Tom will go to the best situation for him, and maybe – Brady thinks that the best situation for him is to play for the offensive coordinator that he had all of his success with. I mean, is it possible?
1: I mean, that's possible, but that doesn't mean you're going to win a championship. No, it does not and shouldn't mean shouldn't he that. be about trying to win a championship?
3: Uh, I would think that's what he should try and be about but on the other hand he's already got seven of them now but what why what's the motivation to play other than championship when you've got all the money in the world right
1: that's what i'm saying and you you're not winning fame. with the raiders i'm sorry you're not the raiders have a worse defense than the bucks just had okay and they have equally as bad an offensive line
3: yeah you don't have to apologize i mean the facts are the facts but there's one thing i mean listen it's true the buccaneers had won and a, they Super played Bowl. a tougher
1: division he's got patrick mahomes and justin herbert in there Justin and whoever what, and whatever lands in in Denver,
3: Justin Herbert, Chargers pose no threat. I mean, stop. I mean, you could be up twenty seven nothing on the Chargers and still come back and win.
1: They're still going to be better than the Raiders next year.
3: Um, what they like, do this moving year forward,
1: you would bet that they're not better than the Raiders.
3: Depends on if Tom Brady's a Raider.
1: Oh, stop!
3: Come on, come on, George. You know he would change the entire culture of the organization. Oh yeah, he
1: changed the culture. Right. That's right.
3: Change that culture. Make that change.
1: Uh, if you're the Raiders, you shouldn't want Tom Brady either, to be honest with you. Just go draft a quarterback, man.
3: I don't know. Seriously. Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels is probably one of those guys, just like Tom Brady is one of those guys, that just still believes. I can do it. Yeah. I can do it okay. again.
1: All right. Well, I yeah. Good luck. Good luck Yeah, it'd be that.
3: great. I would love for Tom Brady to play for the Raiders. Oh, Come on. it would
1: be great content. I'm rooting yeah. for that, but it's going to be disastrous. Uh, all right. Coming up next. We talked about Trey Lance yesterday and that the Rams should kick the tires on him. Well, apparently, Trey Lance is kicking the tires on some other team not named the Niners. We'll get to that. And Darvin Ham worried about LeBron. We'll tell you why next.
5: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
0: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: on Cap with you on 710 ESPN. Got a little day off for Christopher. I mean, you know, he's back doing Lit this week, so the last couple of weeks. So it's just, uh, he's tired. He's a little nap.
3: Well, you know, I mean, Lit is Live Imaging Tuesday. And he's not here today because everything's taped. So that makes today taped imaging Thursday. And, you know, you guys think that's cute, don't you?
1: I mean, I don't know how cute it is, but, you know, it is what it is. Mm. Uh, All right, Cappy. Yeah. So yesterday we talked about Trey Lance and how, you know, it seems obvious that the Niners should trade him, right?
3: Well, it seems obvious that they're going to think that Brock Purdy is their quarterback of the future and they got really lucky and Trey Lance is a former first round draft choice, and what are they going to do? Keep him
1: around right. His best case scenario there is that they make him compete for the job, uh, which and he may not he, be ready by the way, physically to be yeah. honest with you
3: and if he doesn't win it now he now you got a guy who you spent a lot of time you know drafting and potentially developing and fixing, and now he's like unhappy
1: correct so. The Titans just hired a new general manager. Tennessee hired hired a new general manager uh, from the Niners, mm-hmm. Rand Carthen. and apparently Trey Lance on his Instagram story. I love twenty twenty three because we're literally always talking about people's social media because it's just people can't help themselves. It's kind of like you when you tag like you know LeBron and all these people when you want to. What's wrong? What's talk the about problem
3: that? with that? Is there a problem with that?
1: I'm not not a problem. I'm just saying you can't help yourself, but. So Trey Lance also, uh, who is, you know, 30 years younger than you, can't help himself.
3: Uh, Yeah, probably about 30 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he, uh, although actually. Yeah, 30 he, so years so sounds far. about right. Yeah, How yeah, old so is, he? Right. Yeah. Is, he, is he? he's 22, 23? Like, he's like 23? 70, 21, 22. Yeah, something like that. Young kid. Yeah. So he uh, posted a picture of Ran Carthen, the, uh, who was the Niners front office guy uh, under John Lynch and went and took the GM job with the Tennessee Titans, and he, po- he posted three fingers-crossed emojis, <laughs> 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 to, to which people are interpreting that he's got his fingers crossed that maybe Rand will just go trade for him and go get him out of San Francisco and bring him to Tennessee.
3: Well, um, hey, look, I'm crossing my fingers. I got drafted here. Nobody knew if I could play because I barely played in college. They made me the starter this year. That turned out to be a disaster because I got hurt. And then the guy who saved the team and saved the season is the guy who wasn't even signed at the beginning of the year. Then he got hurt. And then somehow, through some kind of football miracle, Mr. Irrelevant is the best quarterback on the roster as a rookie and is leading the team in the divisional round at a home playoff game, and they've won 11 straight games. Guess what? I'm done.
1: Yeah. Right. Toast. Um, Honestly, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I I just think the Niners should get some. I don't know if they can get a first rounder for him. But even if you get a second rounder, like when, like if you're any team, I don't care who you are, the Titans, the Ramp, whatever, wouldn't you get, I mean, a second rounder, wouldn't you take a chance at a second round pick on, on Trey Lance?
3: I actually think that if you got a second rounder, if you were San Francisco and somebody would give you a second round pick, you should, you should jump on that. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing.
1: Run to grab that thing. Right,
3: Because yeah. remember, the reputation of Trey Lance coming into the NFL was he barely played and when he did play, he played at a much smaller school. I think he went to North Dakota, North Dakota State. State. North Dakota State. So, so he barely played at North Dakota State. He didn't play big-time college football. Everything was based on potential. Then he got hurt real bad. So to me, I don't think he's worth that much um, in terms of a trade, right. unless somebody maybe, really knows him and likes him.
1: Maybe a mid-round pick, second, third, maybe fourth. I doubt I, if, for it. If
3: I were San Francisco, I'd look at it this way. We got really, really lucky with Brock Purdy, yeah. and if we believe in Brock Purdy, if we think he's our quarterback of the future, we're, we're not we're not focused on pick number two hundred and fifty. We're not pick you know focused on Mister Irrelevant. We're focused on can he get the job done? We think Purdy's better than Lance. Let's just cut our losses.
1: Right, and just go. Right, and get what you can get for him. Because so Brock that's Purdy- what I'm saying. It's why I think the Rams, I, I know the Titans, you know, make sense because obviously the guy who was part of the group that drafted him is there. But if I'm Les Snead, man, who has always been very aggressive, I, I feel like that's a Rams, Les Sneed type move. And I would try to beat the Titans to the punch.
3: You know, if I'm the Niners, just as a side note here, I'm I may be pulling into my five-year window of trying to be You know, some sort of a dynasty of some kind.
1: Right, because you don't have to pay Brock
3: Purdy for years. Right, so I'm wondering, when you're a seventh-round draft choice and you're the last pick in the draft and they give you a rookie contract and you're making league minimum for a rookie, which let's just call it $500,000 because I don't know the exact number, but it's not that much. Right. Um, Do you sign a a four-year contract? Do you sign a two-year contract? But let's just say they sign the same length of time that a guy who signs in the first round. If they've got Brock Purdy for four years – at league minimum, as a, on a rookie contract, they got a lot of money to go spend before his contract would come up.
1: Brock Purdy, yeah, tell me, what do you signed finding? a four year three point seven million dollar contract?
3: Four Which, years, three point seven million, so it's about eight hundred thousand a year. Call it
1: nine thirty four is the average.
3: Okay, it's pretty. I am surprised for a seventh round pick.
1: Yeah, base but salary still. this year of seven oh five. Okay. Next so year is eight seventy mm-hmm. nine eighty five, and then the last year of the deal is twenty twenty five one point one million. He's not an unrestricted free agent until twenty twenty six.
3: Imagine so you've if, got
1: after this year three more seasons, right, of him making ba- barely a million dollars. If if you can get your quarterback, your starting quarterback, to make
3: half of what your kicker makes, you have to take advantage of that in the Seattle Seahawks right? early Russell now, Wilson
1: sort of way. Now you see why I say he can be the poster child and the next Tom Brady. Not because necessarily he's going to win seven Super Bowls, but because they don't have to pay him anything much like Brady, and they can build an incredible team around him.
3: Well, if that happens, uh, that's bad for the Rams. You know, that is bad for them. Right? Now, now you, you bring up should, should Sean McVay and Les Sneed try and go get in on this Trey Lance thing. Correct. If I'm the Rams and the Niners are willing to trade Trey Lance to me, I don't do the deal. Because if they're willing to trade a first-round quarterback inside because, the
1: division, right. they must know something that I don't, I don't but know. But he and I, also doesn't make a lot of money. Next year, he's going to make $3.7 million. Well, let me
3: ask you this. Would you rather have as your backup quarterback next year Trey Lance or Baker Mayfield?
1: For one year, probably Baker Mayfield. But why can't you have all three? Not is, if Baker Mayfield's your backup, he's not making that much money. The big the backup with the the most expensive backup last year was ten million dollars. Hmm. So yeah, you're telling me you can't pay your third stringer three point seven million?
3: Your third stringer is is a guy who's supposed to really I mean, just from a roster, you know, and, and a the perspective of the salary cap. I mean, your third string quarterback should be making league minimum. Should be a okay. young guy making league minimum.
1: Right, but if you if your third string quarterback happens to be a guy coming off of an injury who was once the third overall pick just a couple of years ago, you probably will make. I I would at least make accommodations for that.
3: Mm, I don't know. The Rams need offensive linemen desperately.
1: Well, they need a lot of things, but, know, but they, they, they also are going to need, need a to... quarterback sooner rather than later. And I don't know if Baker Mayfield. While I think he, you know, he's he'd be a good backup. Um, I don't know if he's the guy of the future necessarily. I don't know if he is either, but I would he's say not. this. I'd rather I'd rather maybe take my risk. Hold on, Lindsay has a spoiler alert for well, us. of
3: course.
4: He's yeah. not.
2: He's not. Yeah. He's just not. He's not the guy.
3: Don't hate, celebrate. Yeah.
2: Okay,
1: Baker copy. the touchdown maker. That's right.
2: Baker! Oh, Jesus. The touchdown maker! <laughs>
3: <laughs> touchdown, LA! <laughs> Jesus. You disrespect. fall off a cliff. It's not disrespectful. You guys mm. set me up the other day. <laughs> No, we were we, we didn't
1: set you up. We got you. Is what we you guys did. totally got me. You guys so, so got great. me. Yeah.
3: Like I and honestly, bro- I honestly thought when Bronny said to me, "He goes, you know, you didn't hear." I'm like, "No, what?" He's like, "JB's pissed." Like I honestly thought he was coming to me with this. I had, and then when you brought him in the studio, I thought, "Okay, well, George heard this, and George is going to air this out, and it's going to be funny."
1: Right? Cause but cause you I you told know. me you came to me after. The funniest part is I didn't say on the air that day that you came to me next, as I was sitting in one of the offices, and you're like dude, you're never going to believe this. And right. I was like, what? And you're like, "You're J.B. Long is pissed off me. I'm like, get out of here. Right. Like, I I'm, I deserve an Academy Award, or at least oh, an Emmy dude, for that. Oh, dude,
3: great poker face by you. I had no idea. Yeah. I actually thought you were just bringing Brawny in to air me out. I had no idea you actually set the story up. Great job by you. Yeah. Knowing how naive I was, you could have taken it a lot further. You guys could have had J.B. call and just rip me. We should have done that. Yes. But he's too
1: nice. I mean, he might have done it, but he's, he's too nice. But anyway. He going to be pissed looked, at you for calling him too nice. No, why wouldn't and you? And rightly call, so. Why would you be upset with someone for calling you too nice? Don't say I'm too nice. What are you, what are you, what are you saying about All right, me? we didn't get to Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham is worried about LeBron. We'll tell you about that at 545. Oh, no, we have Blake. Hmm. All right, let's do this real quick. No, we can't. We don't got time. All right, we'll get to it. Six o'clock, Darvin Ham, okay? Worried about LeBron. And also, if you missed earlier, what Ramona told us or told me. On the podcast. Sorry, Well, Kevin.
3: she's now told the
1: rest of us. Well, yeah, she has told us. That's true. You're going to want to listen at 6 o'clock, too, if you're a Laker fan. Like, this is, like, red alert is what I would say. <laughs> like, you need to listen at 6 o'clock. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Why are you laughing? I think it's funny. Red alert. Red alert. Let's go. Purple alert, actually.
0: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: I was just jamming out to the music there for a second. All right, guys. So came across this little piece of news today. Need your input. Alex Allison Felix, who is the most decorated American track athlete in Olympic history added another honor to her resume yesterday. USC, which of course is her alma mater, announced that it'll be naming the Trojans' track and field home, Alice and Felix Field, which is really cool. So we just talked about how LAFC is getting 100 million for the naming rights to their stadium, but USC obviously didn't go that route. And there was a column in the LA Times today about how USC chose character over cash in this instance. So do you guys think like more teams, whether it's college or professional, We'll start doing this, or is USC an outlier? Sedano. Or, Cappy, you go first. Oh, You go first, Cappy.
3: Yeah. Come on, George. What do you think? Come on. Tell me. All right. Let me tell you something. You said that they're going to name the track stadium at USC?
2: Yes, the track and field stadium.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's what I would say. It's a very nice compliment to say that they've chosen character over cash on the other hand if i'm being honest and you know my love for mike bone the athletic director at usc on the other hand the likelihood of getting like a big money deal for your track and field stadium probably not that high would just be
2: my guess not even for usc because i feel like they they could get something for it well
3: there's the la factor there's the usc factor but you know if lafc is going to get 10 million dollars a year for 10 years what do you suppose USC is going to get for their track stadium? What are they going to get? I mean, it's not on television. It's not broadcast on radio. I don't know of, of you know, online broadcasts. So what I'm saying is, is that part of the allure of why you sponsor a stadium is when they come back on TV, welcome back to crypto.com. Welcome back to SoFi Stadium. Who's saying welcome back to whatever track and field stadium at USC? There's no exposure for it. So, I agree. Choose Thanks character for over cash. On my
2: parade, Tappy.
3: Well, but I mean, I'm just looking at it as a business. You know?
2: Okay, I get it. I just feel like you know USC is very prominent, and there's got to be like track and field does there somewhere on TV sometimes. I don't know.
3: Well, I, I would say this. Tell me how many how many times uh, USC's track and field stadium is seen on ESPN or Fox Sports or CBS Sports Network or Pac-12 Network for that matter.
2: I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off. You know what I do think though. Once the Olympics come back around in LA, you know that they're all yeah. That stadium is going to probably
1: be used. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. No, I'll be saying that. Oh, by the way, they named the stadium after her.
3: Well, they they may or they may say no. Now we've sold the naming rights. We from 2023 to 2027, it was Allison Felix, but now for the Olympics, it's this.
1: No, it's going to be Allison Felix,
3: dude. Are you down on them making it Allison Felix Field? No, I'm not down on it. I'm just saying that I don't think that there's like a big naming rights deal out there for the track stadium at USC.
1: Um, maybe, maybe not. But I consider, I think Lindsay's on to something because the, the Olympics are coming here and there's a decent chance at the very least um, that facility will get used in some way, shape, or form, even if it's not for actual racing during the Olympics. It could be, uh, you know, for uh, practice or things of that nature. It'll get referenced because she is such a famous Olympian.
3: From well, the Los I think it's Angels. wonderful. I mean, good for her. It's an incredible thing to have something like this named after you—a court, a stadium, a field, whatever. Are you Hitch. just
1: jealous that nobody's naming anything after you?
3: I mean, I got nothing, George. I mean, not my high school football field, not, mean, the, not the practice field, not even the urinal in the in the boys' locker <laughs> I room. I know the Cathy I mean, urinal. I got nothing. I got Cafe. nothing named after and, me.
1: But you're in the Western Pennsylvania Jewish
2: Sports Hall of Fame, yes, right? Yes, exactly.
3: I know. I should have a urinal in the Jewish Community Center in Pittsburgh. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine that if you had like a little plaque over the urinal with your name on it?
3: Right. (laughs) Cappy was here. Right. So proud of myself.
4: Please don't Uh, tap.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Allison Felix. Hey, congratulations to you, girl. Congratulations, Allison Felix. That's a really wonderful thing in your life.
2: All right, guys. So a lot of people talk about their quote unquote bucket lists of Mm -hmm. things that they want to do before they die, like skydiving or like one of mine is like climbing Mount Machu Picchu, which, you know, that's, that's, quite a ways away but we'll see if we get there but anyway i saw this post on twitter today that asked what's on your anti-bucket list as in what is one thing that you've done that you'll never do again Sedano, so you go first
1: something that i want to do that i haven't done no, or wh- some, wh- something
2: that you've done that you'll never do like something crazier you know that you've done that you would like oh I'm never doing <sighs> that again
1: wow that's a good question um i don't have an answer to that right away unless cap you want to go first
3: i'll tell you what one thing i've done that i'll never do again What's that? I will never go on the Goodyear blimp ever again. Like, I've that's never one of, been. That's Why? one of those things where you're like, hey, you know what would be cool if it to go up in the blimp? And then when you get up in the blimp, you're like, okay, this is lame. Can we land? And they're like, no, actually, we can't because of the wind, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be up here for a little while. It's like, oh, my God, I'm bored out of my mind. So I, I've done it. I always thought I wanted to do it. And now that I've done it, I would never do it again.
1: Hmm. Something that I've done that I don't want to do again. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things. Nothing just comes to mind right away. Right away. Like, I don't know. Like, here's um, another one,
3: George. Like, George, um, I'm not ruling oh. out that I would maybe do another Iron Man at some point. I'm not ruling that
1: out. Yeah. So, I'll give you an example. On my honeymoon, yeah, there was a... There was this thing that so we went to this island one time and we wanted to go back for my honeymoon. And the first time we went, okay, it was a ninety-minute car ride right from the airport to this resort. The first time we went pre-honeymoon, and I ne- the reason when we went back we didn't we didn't do this. There was one, There's one of two options: either you you do the ninety-minute car ride, car service, right, um, that the resort provides for you, or they can outsource to you a helicopter ride. That's 10 minutes and the helicopter ride at the time. um, You have to have four passengers. So because we were only two passengers that for that specific day at that specific time, they wouldn't fly. So they're like, you got to take the car service. And I didn't think, and I thought better of it the second time around when I actually did my honeymoon and I explained what I did. So we did this, this car ride 90 minutes. Okay. Through the mountains in this Caribbean Island and we both wanted to like puke by the time we got to um, the resort because the, the road was so windy, dirt road. Like, it was awful, okay? And like super bumpy. And I get car sick, so there's that, right? Like, and my wife doesn't as much, but even she was feeling like sick. So when we did it, when we went back the second time, I said to the lady, I said, well, we want to do the chopper service. And she gave me the spiel about, well, if there's not four passengers, then you can't do it. And I said, can you get me in touch with them anyway? She's like, sure. So she connects me with them while she's on the phone. And the guy's like, yeah, we got, you know, this is the problem. If we don't have four passengers who paid for the trip, then we can't do it. And I said, what if I paid for four passengers and it's just the two of us? And you hear silence. And the guy was like, okay, sure, we can do that. <laughs> and I'm like, done. I would ra- My thing was I would rather pay extra money. And I think it was like a hundred and something bucks a person or something like that but I paid for two seats that were completely empty to not literally almost puke on the side of the road in a Caribbean (laughs) Island again.
2: I'm kind of, kind of right there, but mine's like, you know, on an Island, but it was scuba diving. And like, Mm -hmm. I always wanted to scuba dive and I thought it was like, Oh, this is going to be so amazing. Well, first of all, when I jumped in, I, there was like a whole nest of jellyfish, like thousands of jellyfish, but you know, I had like the scuba diving suit on, so whatever. But the scuba diving instructor literally had to like put his his foot on my head to get me to go down because even though I took like the class you know you take the quick class in the pool I couldn't figure out how to do like the air in the tank to make me go down and so then once I did go down I was so freaked out I was like oh my god what what if my tank like explodes or something and
4: I can't breathe and so I got freaked out and I went back up and I was like never doing that again
1: uh Laura you had a similar situation right or no
4: yeah, so I was in Cozumel a few years ago, and they're like, oh, let's go to this island, whatever, whatever, but you got to, like, swim from the boat to the island. I was like, I don't want to swim. I swim at the gym. I'm fine. No, no, no. Very, very different type of, like, deep sea swimming. <laughs> I almost died. And then I was, like, the like two people where like, the lame ones with the little round orange um life ring thing i was one of those people okay so embarrassing and then the guy one of the guys from the excursion was like pulling me as i'm like floating oh my god it was so embarrassing a 30 year old something woman almost drowning in the middle of the ocean is not cute y'all
0: yeah
3: swimming in a swimming pool is very different than open water swimming right yeah
4: you know what you should try
2: when i went to hawaii we used those um the swim scooters, and it's just like a little underwater propeller that you hold on to. And it just, you know, you put on like a scuba mask and it just like drives you through the water. It was pretty sweet.
4: Oh, that's cool. They did not have that over there. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
2: All right. Last one here. Yeah. At this point, it's probably safe to say that there's no team in the playoffs that feels more disrespected than the Bengals. And as we'll get into in the six o'clock hour, Joe Burrow does not think that they're underdogs. Well, in a radio interview today, Bengals running back Joe Mixon was asked how he felt about the fact that the NFL was already selling tickets to a potential Bills-Chiefs AFC championship game, which is obviously, like, not guaranteed to happen. And he said he thinks it's disrespectful that they're already selling those tickets. Do you guys think Joe Mixon is overthinking this? Cappy, you go first.
3: Yeah, he is. And here's why. Because if the game is Kansas City against Buffalo, the game is in Atlanta. So this is what teams do. I mean, right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably selling tickets to, uh, you know, a game next week. You know, they're saying to their season ticket holders, hey, you know, you can buy tickets, but it's all with the caveat if we win. I don't listen. Guys will do anything to get themselves hyped. They're underdogs. Cincinnati's an underdog. They've got a whole bunch of offensive linemen that are hurt. They're underdogs. Doesn't mean they can't win worrying about I love Joe Burrow
1: I really do I love this guy I wish this guy was the quarterback of my team every day and twice on Sundays I love just his swag I love how he like like nitpick stuff how detail oriented he is and how like he's already talking about how he doesn't think they, they should be underdogs right like they're five and a half point dogs and by the way, just for those of you that keep score on that stuff, uh, the Bengals are 16-4 and four as uh, road underdogs uh, in the Joe Burrow era, so just so you know. Um, against the spread, that is, not, not straight up. But, yeah, I love him. I, I, good for him. I want him to find any – all the great ones find any little thing to nitpick. Michael did it. Kobe did it. Like, those guys that find any little detail to get annoyed about and get themselves riled up, I love those guys.
3: You know what? They're, like I, I'm rooting for Buffalo because of the DeMar Hamlin story. But on the other hand, I love the Bengals. And when I say I love them, I mean I love what they've become. And so I don't really have a dog in the fight per se. But you have a Bengal. But I, well, I just. Or I a don't, Bill. Yeah. But I'm a yeah. I don't really have like a preference, but I just love underdogs. Like, yeah. I would love to see Jacksonville score like the monster upset of Kansas City. Probably not going to happen, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see. I mean, I say Cincinnati, but I, how could I be against Demar Hamlin? You see the story? He's back in the building.
1: Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Um, that's awesome for him. I mean, listen, just anything about that dude—that's that's a positive story, and him just being anywhere is incredible. So I'll
3: tell you this right now, George: If the Bills make the playoffs, I'll bet you Demar Hamlin plays.
1: You mean the Super Bowl? They're in the playoffs. I mean the Super Bowl. <laughs> if Radio Tinder.
3: They keep this going. He makes. They make it to the Super Bowl. DeMar Hamlin plays.
1: Radio Tinder's presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small-batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base.
1: we know talent. Visit com today. All right. Baseball talk. Our pal Blake Harris. Follow him on Twitter at BlakeHarrisTBLA. Make sure you go to his website, which is a substack. Kid's doing the Lord's work when it comes to the Dodgers there. If you want Dodgers info, this kid is putting it out there for you. Go to his Substack, subscribe there. You will see the great work that he's doing. No one's doing better work about the Dodgers than him. And, of course, the podcast as well, Inside the Ravine, wherever you find your podcast. So, Blake Harris, by the way, coming up at 6, we got this LeBron story. Darvin Ham is a little worried about LeBron. And if you missed Ramona earlier on my podcast, the Lockdown Podcast, which you can find on the Sedano and Cap feed, Wherever you get your podcast, Ramona dropping bombs. Okay. So we're going to get to that uh, in a bit. So stick around for that. But Blake, let's start here. Okay. It doesn't feel like there's a lot going on with the Dodgers, but I feel like you have taken the time this week on your Substack to kind of discuss some things that uh, potentially could be on the horizon for them. What's on the Substack right now?
6: Yeah. Uh, but George, before I do that, actually, can I say uh, two big announcements right now on the show? Sure. Announcement number one, you're probably going to have to change your weekly uh, prep, but the Twitter username is now at Blake H. Harris. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Beto was going through his, uh, when we were doing all the festivist talk, he said, you know what, Blake? You've got to change your Twitter stuff. You've got to get through that. And you know what? But it inspired me. The girlfriend was telling me I needed to do it for the longest time. So, we are now at Blake H Harris. TBLA is no more. Thank All right. Nice. There is that so that way if if people try to find me it doesn't Well, on me. your I'm Substack stack,
1: no <laughs> on your Substack it still shows you as Blake Harris TBLA so you should probably fix it there too. Yeah, but you know what? That whole
3: yeah, TBLA, t-B-L-A <laughs> thing was a pain in the ass, but now I'm worried that there's two H's. So it's Blake H Harris. So now there's double H. Yeah. You know?
6: Yeah, unfortunately, at Blake Harris was taken, I think, about 12 or 13 years ago. So I went with Blake H. Harris, which is my username everywhere else. Just throw the, uh, you know, middle name initial in there, but it could be confusing. I am going to have to work with some people on that, but uh, it's a new start for at Blake H. Harris in the second bit. Wait, 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 what is,
3: wait, Blake, what does the H stand for?
6: You guys are going to probably have to double take. My middle name is Hoherd.
3: Whoa. Excuse me? Ho-Herd. hoherd
6: can you h- spell that h-o-h-h-o-h-e-r-d hoherd
3: hoherd is that a family name of some kind
6: that it is my mother's uh maiden name so it became my middle name and so we got blake h harris and the h as everyone always asks stands for hoherd so there's wow. your uh they say you, they say you learn something new every day guys and
1: hopefully that's uh that's your bit for today
3: blake h harris blake hoherd harris
1: Nice. Right. But first, fair nice. enough. Nice. Um, all right. So last week we spoke to you about. What Miguel was the other Rol- announcement, though? Hold on. Oh, he has a two. You're right. That's true. Go oh, on. Yeah. We'll, we'll just do a quick tease.
6: But today on Inside the Ravine, we interviewed a current Dodgers player. Can't tell exactly who it is. You guys are going to have to uh, stay tuned for that. But I'll just leave it there.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Also, at your Substack, you did uh, talk to Ryan Pepio. Is that accurate or no? Oh wait, well, George, but that's actually who you had on the podcast. I just gave it away. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Way to blow it.
3: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way to go, George. That's like, that is, you just took that right out of my book. Don't steal my bit, George.
1: Damn. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. A bit but a I was looking, I was looking at his podcast, at his, at his Substack. See, this is the thing. You got too many things for me at this point now. This is why
3: I don't subscribe to Substack. No, that's and not why I don't. Have to a re-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
6: to have to reach out to uh, another player and see if they're free so that way I can. Okay, so it's not Ryan Pepio. Who is the other one coming sometime next week? But uh, I like it, George. I mean, so you're keeping up today with the latest Substack posts. So I do I do. That. I do.
1: Well, I get them in the email, too. So I always see, like, it pops up in my email. So I know exactly what you're writing.
6: There you go. There you go. We'll, All right. we'll say there's other things in the Substack that subscribers, they're going to have to go figure out for themselves. Okay,
1: fair enough. Um, let's do this. All right, ESPN came out with their power rankings, okay? Uh, earlier, uh, I believe today, I want to say this morning. And in those power rankings, the Dodgers were sixth. The team's in front of them. Did you see this or no? I did not, so this is actually going to be fresh to me. Okay, so let, let's do an exercise here. Who are the five teams you believe they have in front of the Dodgers?
6: All right. We'll go no particular order. I'll go Astros.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: I'll go Mets. Yeah. I will go Yankees. Yeah. I will go, what is that, three? I'm going to go Braves.
1: Yeah and I'm going to say they have the Padres in there. They oh, wow. do. You you nailed wow. all five of them mm. uh, in front of the Dodgers. They have the Blue Jays after that, Philly, Tampa Bay, and Seattle rounding out the top ten. What do you make of that particular list of their power rankings of the teams ahead of the Dodgers?
6: I think that seems about right because the Dodgers, you know, they're still going to be a quality team, but the talent they lost this offseason, it's a lot. And the teams, you know, those five that were mentioned above, they did a great job in adding some serious talent. So I kind of like actually that this year the Dodgers aren't going into the season as the perceived like overall favorite, the number one power ranking team. Not that being ranked number six is much of an underdog, but I actually think that might benefit them and maybe change the attitude a little in the clubhouse. So again, they're, they're going to be a potential 95 to 100 win team, but I, I kind of like this uh, having the Dodgers down in number six, especially behind the Padres. Did, did the Padres come in a five or were they a little higher? They were five. Okay, so right above them, I like mm-hmm.
3: it. I would have thought Philadelphia would have been in that top five, but uh, they're right at eight. But I was kind of surprised by that. I would have thought Philadelphia would have been everybody's preseason top five.
1: Why is that? Yeah, that's, that's so a well, they surprised. were in the World I Series agree.
3: last year, and they they added to their team. You know, they added a lot of pitching. They added you know some more bats. I mean, I just feel like like I I feel like Philadelphia was a team that. Surprised everybody and went as far as they did. So, I mean, eighth, it's not bad. Not terrible.
1: I agree, Cappy. Okay. <laughs> I love Cappy. They added some people. Well, they did. I mean,
3: I'm not like an expert in the Philadelphia Phillies, but I remember like when all the spending started, they were one of the first teams that jumped
1: in. They did. Yeah, they got Trey Turner. They tried Trey Turner, yeah. It's pretty pretty quality piece right there. But you know what they also did? Hmm. They added Craig Kimbrell. Well, that's not great.
6: <laughs> that's probably why they're number eight, George.
1: Yeah, exactly. And by the <laughs> way, the Phillies actually weren't good against the Mets and Braves last year. They were like way under five hundred against those. Right, two teams but then they got division.
3: hot in the playoffs and they 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 went on a run. Right.
1: Yeah, so but that that isn't I mean, they got on a run. It doesn't mean that they're a better team. This is you know, these power rankings are based on who the actual roster on paper looks like or what it looks like on paper. So
3: there's that. Well, it is a quiet week around the Dodgers, right, Blake?
1: very
6: quiet uh, no signings no rumors uh, just another one of those boring weeks so hopefully we get something next week hopefully there's some exciting dodgers news to talk about but over the last 7 days it's been a uh, bone dry They're, you know it's bad when the dodgers social media team is releasing a hype video of players just taking batting practice at <laughs> dodger stadium that's at the <laughs> yeah, point never of the good. never good <laughs>
1: but you know dodger fan fest is back after 3 years so there's that um, blake Appreciate it. It's Blake H. Harris on Twitter. So two H's, double H. Blake H. Harris on Twitter is where you find him now. Uh, Go to his sub stack, even though Cappy doesn't subscribe. Go to Inside the Ravine, the podcast, and you'll hear him talk to Ryan Pepio since I already gave it away. Um, But (laughs) nonetheless, it's still a cool get. Great job, buddy, you kid. All right, we'll talk to you next week, pal.
6: And hey, thanks as always, guys. I appreciate you uh, having me on, even though there's no Dodger news to talk about. This was fun as usual, and you guys have a great weekend over there.
1: You too, pal. Take man. care. All right, coming up next, some Laker talk. Darvin Ham is worried about LeBron, and Ramona dropped some bombs on the Lakers earlier in the show. So you want to listen to all that? Stick around. We're back in two minutes.